Welcome to Objectively Speaking. My name is Jeremy Paul. And I'm Laura Norman. This is episode five. Yes. Six. Yes. Um, and a big old W for the Blue Jackets. That's that multi-point win that you were talking about, Laura. Eventually one day we were going to get it. I would be lying to you if I said I thought that day was going to be today, but sure enough it was. It finally happened. We beat a team by more than one goal, and that team was the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so the Blue Jackets grab a 5-2 to two win over the Tampa Bay Lightning today. Um, I mean, all in all, just a game that I never worried about us winning. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, we go down one nothing early. At that point, I'm still listening to the game on the radio. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't have, I'm not like in the right space to be anxious about it. But I'm in the car again for like 13 seconds. And then all of a sudden, you know, Nick Felino puts away a Cam Atkinson rebound, makes the game 1-1. And then, you know, from that point forward, I, I don't know about you, but I just had no stress about this game, which is a weird feeling. It's one that I haven't had in a Blue Jackets game in a really long time. Yeah, no, I agree. They, it felt like, like you said, even going, um, having them go up one first, you know, it was immediate response to that goal. Like, was it 16 seconds between? Uh, I'm going to make you a liar by one second. It was 17, but yeah. 17. Okay. So 17 <laughs> seconds after they scored, you know, as you said, um, our captain, Mr. Nick Felino, scores to make it 1-1. And it was, it was kind of like that weird sigh of relief of like, they seem like they've got this in some manner. Um so we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to let them take it and see what happens. And they did like, it was obviously there were still some rough patches. We still have some people who are not quite in their wheelhouse yet, but there was a lot of improvement from a lot of different people, a lot of different people on the score sheet tonight, um, which is awesome. And yeah, I was, there was very little stress today thank god yeah no doubt and so the blue jackets do they end up taking a 2-1 lead off of, of Mikhail Grigorenko's first goal as a Columbus Blue Jacket which it was so good seeing him finally get a goal it felt like he had just been you know scratching at the surface and I was so glad to see him actually put one away and I hope that that's going to to lead to a little bit um he more... looked so happy too he just yeah. so like I finally put that first one in and now I can like take a deep breath yeah, for sure. No, I totally agree. And, uh, you know, you're, to your point about a lot of people being involved today, there are only four Blue Jackets uh, who did not register a point tonight, um, aside from obviously Elvis Merzlikens, who got his first one of the season. But um, Oliver Bjorkstrand, Max Domi, Dean Kukin, and David Savard are the four Blue Jackets that did not get on the score sheet tonight. And let's be completely honest, there are not going to be a ton of nights where Oliver Bjorkstrand and Max Domi don't get on the scoreboard or aren't ex at least involved in some of that offensive drive. So that doesn't worry me too much. I'm not too worried about them not being involved. But what I was glad to see is a couple of guys who have been out of the lineup, who have been on the taxi squad, finally getting in, uh, getting a chance to kind of shake things up. I think that that, that had a, a major impact on this game, especially when you consider the fact that this team last year was just in a constant state of influx of like bringing people in and just throwing them into the lineup and seeing how, how that goes. And I think that that helped the team remain, uh, you know, kept them away from being complacent. And so I think that it was nice to see 
um, both Kevin Stenland and um, Kevin Stenland and Nathan Gerby both get on the board today. Um, so yeah, I mean, those contributions were great. Yeah, well, I mean, and truly, after Gregorenko got his goal, it really, it even continued on, like, their confidence on the ice, their, um, you know, communication between each other. We did take a few more penalties today than I think we have um, in previous games, but nothing that, you know, yes, the Lightning did score on a power play, um, but other than that, once that happened, it was like, nope, we're not going to let that happen again. And for the most part, we were really good on the PK. Um, and I was, yeah, I was just overall really happy with um, how everything went through the second period. And then leading into the third, we were up uh, three to two and we get two more goals. And everyone's kind of like, what? Um, I was really, really, really happy for Eric Robinson to get a goal, empty netter or not. I was so happy for him. He's been so close in so many of our first few games. Um, to He's been set up in a couple really nice plays. He's had a few opportunities that he's created himself. Um, and then just for him to to take his speed and, you know, just knock that one back into the back of the net, like, that was such a great moment for him. And he had the same look of like, oh, thank God. Because as a, you know, as someone who I think probably feels like his position on the team wavers and like whether or not Torts will pull him back to the taxi squad or keep him on the line. Um, I think getting that first goal really made him feel a little bit more confident. Yeah, for sure. And I think speaking of first goals, I mean, the third goal of the game was scored by Vladislav Gavikov, um, which you know, I think it's funny, you know, he gets a, he gets a goal before Zach Kerensky, although Zach Kerensky, you know, found a way to, to knock one in for the fourth goal. But I don't know about you, but after, after that goal, we got 3-1. We, I'm like so used to us being the team that gets scored on at the end of a period that that happens. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is going to be so good. And then Tampa Bay scores with 14 seconds left in the, in the period. And I'm like, oh, here we go again, right? Like, because it just, like, it was off of a penalty and you were just like, oh, man, like, this is going to be bad. But the Jackets answer, like you said, they score two more, make it five to two, win the game, get out of Dodge. And by that, I mean stick around for Florida to come in on Tuesday. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this game felt really good. Like, it was really good. Um, you know, obviously shorthanded in a couple of ways, which we'll talk about on a special edition of Subjectively Speaking, or Objectively Speaking, oh, my God. I take a shot for every time I get the name of this uh, podcast wrong, everybody. Um, or my name wrong. Well, I, I think I'm over that. Like, I feel I feel pretty good. <laughs> it was it was such a nice thing to get a a big win at home. Um, and again, it just really really stung. Sort of, you know, that bittersweetness of not being there in person for it. Um, and as you said, someone tweeted out my like favorite saying after a game win, which is like streamers, bitch. Um, cause I miss them. I miss, I'm glad they didn't do it. You know, obviously I don't want someone to have to clean that up when there's no one there, but, um, it was, it was like a weird nostalgia of missing being there, missing seeing Elvis and Nick do the jump hug, um, like live in person. 
And yeah, it was really nice. And I think this is a good mood booster to go into the two game series with Florida. Um, Cause we got, we got a lot of former blue jackets. It's a homecoming. <laughs> coming back home for the first time. The thrift store is coming on in. Yes, the uh, Florida Blue Jackets, also known as the Florida Panthers, will see the return of, of course, Sergei Bobrovsky, um, also Alexander Weinberg, Anthony Duclair, and Marcus Nudevara. Um, Although, did you see that Marcus Nudevara is on their taxi squad? Oh, I did not see that. Yeah, I know. That kind of surprised me, too. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think we talked last episode that Weinberg had been placed on their second line of center. I don't know if he stayed, he stayed in that spot. Um, and then, of course, Duclair has already had quite a bit of success with the Panthers. And Bob's just, you know, toss of a coin. We'll see what happens. I'm sure he'll want to play um, and, you know, see how that goes. Sure. Hope um, if we continue in this tradition that Corpy will more than likely get the start on Tuesday and – he can give a big F you to Bob and just because uh, he didn't get, he didn't get that opportunity last year because he got hurt right before New Year's Eve, which was Bob's return to nationwide for the first time since leaving and mm-hmm. him. So Corpy and I don't believe that Bob was the goalie when they came back again. Yeah. So, I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, so this will be, I hope that Corpy gets this opportunity to, to give a big old one to Sergei Bobrovsky. You're too funny. Yeah. So like, live in his shadow for so long. Right. No. Uh, so Anthony Duclair has two points, uh, in two games and, uh, Wenberg has one and two. Uh, so not looking bad, uh, for the most part. And yeah, it looks like Marcus Nudevara hasn't gotten into any games so far. And then Bob started the last game, which I believe they won't. I don't remember who they beat. Um, something, it feels like it was Chicago in my head. But, um, but yeah, so he won that game and he gave up uh, four goals and uh, had an 889 save percentage. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, there's no way to know, but that'll be, that should be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Hopefully we have a new friend in the lineup, but again, we'll talk about that a little bit more on a special edition of Objectively Speaking. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, like if you would have told me after losing that game to Detroit in overtime that we would get three out of four points out of this Tampa mini series, I would have t- taken it in a second. Like I would have been all in on that. And it makes you feel almost like a little dramatic for the way we reacted on um, whatever day it, it was. Not not it after does, the. Yeah, it does, but it's also like, let's look at what we've been going through and what Tampa has also. I mean, granted, they've played less games than we have due to having stuff canceled or postponed due to COVID. Um, but it was looking bleak. It was looking. It was looking bleak. And, but, you know, as much as I say that Columbus has to battle back and forth, battle back and forth, sometimes when they really need to, they know how to pull it out and they know how to, you know, again, to reference that New Year's Eve game last year, um, 
you know, Corpy got majorly injured and in a, in an overtime shootout situation that we shouldn't have been in to begin with. Um, and he had been in a really good streak. And then we're sitting here going, Elvis hasn't won a game yet. <laughs> um, and he had been really struggling and he came back and the team rallied around him. And, you know, not only did he win his first game, it's at home on New Year's Eve against Sergei Bobrovsky, uh, who had never lost a New Year's Eve game before. Um, so yeah, when we need to, we do find these like points of magic that they sort of rally around. And today was definitely one of those days. We needed to come out strong. We needed to be more communicative between each other. And we needed to show Tampa that in the six more times that we see them, it's not just gonna be a doormat situation. And that they can't think that they're just gonna take these points away from us because we're the Columbus Blue Jackets and they're the Tampa Bay Lightning. So right. us, I was super happy that we won a game where we were being streamed over in Europe um, to, <laughs> so hopefully some more European fans can jump on the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, train a little. Yeah, right. Well, especially today, I mean, not only with the news that broke earlier today, but then also coupled into the fact that you've got Elvis Merzlikin starting, who is a big star in, in Europe. I mean, not only just in his home country of Latvia, but also just throughout Europe um, as a product of being from Latvia. So, yeah, no, I, I mean, a really cool stage, a really cool game. I'm looking forward to, I mean, what did I say? Like, I can't remember if it was last episode or if it was the episode before where I said, I'm just like really not looking forward to watching hockey. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden I am I am looking forward to watching hockey um I think that this you know Ke uh, Kelly had texted me and was like I'm excited again like I, I I have excitement for this team and again like we're six games in um I have to say like I was hoping that when the season started I was hoping obviously that we'd be averaging more than a point per game like I was hoping that we would be a little bit over six points six games in but Couple that with everything that we saw from the first few games, coupled with the off the ice stuff. I mean, I think it's a win to be it at 500 right now. And, you know, we've got 50 more. We've got 50 more games. We've got to go out and we've got to play each and every one like it's our last. And I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited. This season took such an interesting turn today. And I'm just eager to see what, what comes of it. Yeah, I agree. It really, it really did take an interesting. An interesting turn and it's you know it's nice to see them rejuvenated the fans rejuvenated um, I think if you were on social media at all today you could tell that the Blue Jackets um, social media community was like on fire with everything during the game um, obviously they love seeing some of our uh, veteran players like Zacharinsky finally getting um, on the good side of the score sheet and getting a goal, um, but also just seeing the team that they love playing well together um, and wanting to play well together. So, because, you know, the fans is a huge part of the Blue Jackets. I think some people, some other people in the league don't seem to understand that, that, you know, they really are a team that they're gonna have to fight through some stuff not having their fans there because it's such a, such an energy, such a community, and such a big part of this franchise. Um, so it's nice to see them re-energized, um, reinvigorated, 
and some fifth liners ready to keep keep the momentum going. Without a doubt, without a doubt, friend. So if you had to look at today's really successful five to two win against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and you had to pick three stars of the game, Laura, who would you who would you have as your three stars? Let's see. My number three, I think, would be. Ooh, this is hard. I have my two and my one. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to him because I think that this was a good a good day for him. So I'm gonna give even actually no. So, sorry, listeners. I'm gonna do a tie for number three again. Oh my god, you are. You've had more ties for three than you've had not ties for three. I know. I can't help it. But my tie for three is Kevin Sunlin and Eric Robinson. Um, I couldn't give it fully to Eric Robinson because it was an empty net goal. And why are you looking at me that way? Continue. We record these over Zoom so he can see me. Yeah, continue. But so I want to give that because I think those are two situations that were really needed and really helped boost. And they're two young guys um, that are serious about being on this team. And so I think those were good energy boosters. My number two goes to Gregor and Go for his first goal. This man has been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting to finally get a puck in the back of the net. And he's been trying and he's been such a good addition to this team. And I think kind of overshadowed a little bit, um, but I don't think that that's going to be the case anymore. I think that now that he's got the, the quote unquote monkey off his back with getting his first goal, um, he is going to start really pulling through and producing some good numbers for us. And then my number one is Elvis. Um, Elvis really held his own today against Tampa. They outshot us. I don't remember. Do you have the numbers in front of you? But um, they definitely outshot us. Um, There were not many moments within the game that we lessened that margin. But he, you know, Tampa's a very, very hard team to play against. And they like – they like taking shots. And so Elvis, um, Elvis really had his work cut out for him. He had a lot of really, really great saves. Um, he said himself in his post-game interview that he wasn't happy with his performance in the first period. Um, but then he just came back out and said, I got to be better. I got to do better. And he just started making some absolutely beautiful saves. And much like we've said the last couple of years, the Blue Jackets are nothing without solid goaltending so my number one is Elvis yeah for sure I think so that uh Tampa Bay had 32 shots to Columbus's 28 so nothing too crazy but it did feel like the entire game like it was just again like shot after shot against well that first period in particular I think Mm -hmm. the difference much larger um you know there was a like a significant Mm -hmm. between what we had done and even with us getting two goals um, in the first period, it was still, you know, we only had five shots on net and with two goals. So, like, right. the difference was, you know, pretty major, but we evened it up by the end of it. Yeah. So, I was giving you the look because, like, I don't – Robinson, I think – we'll get there. I, 
my three um, for tonight's game, um, I would have to probably give my three to – oh, that's tough. But I'm not going to take the cop out and do a tie because – Because um, you'd be cool like me and have two people as your number three. I like to challenge myself, Lorla. Um, so I'm going to go – my number three, I'm going to go with Zach Wierenski. I think for him to get his first goal of the, of the year and to not necessarily be like a defensive liability because here in the first few games, and I think that's even part of the reason why Torts split up uh, Jones and Wierenski is because, you know, given that both of them like to take a little bit more of an offensive approach at times – and they like to try to create offense that can be defensive liabilities. And I think for him to not be in the position to be a defensive liability tonight, I think that that was really clutch. Um, I think that, um, again, like him scoring that goal is going to do a lot to kickstart his confidence, I think. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes of that. My, my number two, I'm going to go with Eric Robinson as my number two. Not only did he have a goal on the night, but he had an assist. So a multi-point game for Eric Robinson. Um, so, I, I mean, and he was so noticeable all game, right? Like, even if it's not what's on the stat sheet, like, he was so good. I mean, he um, – I mean, like, quite honestly, like, I'm kind of in between him and Elvis for, like, one and two. Um, and you know what? To be different, I don't want to give Elvis my one because you gave him your one. I will give Elvis my two I, for – exactly the same reasons that you're mentioning. I think it was good for him to come out and have a quality start, get his first win and maybe develop some of that confidence as we continue to try to figure out who the hell the number one goaltender of this team is. I know we're working in a tandem this year, but we both know that that's not going to be the case come, you know, July. And so um, I'll go with Elvis as my, as my two. And I'm going to, I'm going to give it to Eric Robinson. I'm going to give him my number one star. I, again, he was just so noticeable tonight. Like, and he he gets about 13 minutes of ice time like the lines rolled a lot more tonight than they have been and I think in part that's because you've got guys who are taking their first start of the season so you need to get make sure that they have fresh legs but I mean the time on ice tonight was I mean Boone Jenner had 22 minutes of ice time tonight like Boone's like just that, laying face down on an ice bath like I can't feel my legs anymore <laughs> well I mean it is it's exceptionally high for a forward especially on this team I mean usually like I mean, I, and this could be wrong, but like that just seems like it's so, such a high number, especially for the Jackets. Um, but I mean, he played four minutes in special teams tonight. So I think that that's part of it. Um, but I mean, you look at Seth Jones is usually like by far and away has the most ice time. Uh, he ends up with, um, with 23 minutes of ice time. So really, I mean, you're looking at about a shift or two difference. And so, you know, good for Boone being out there. I mean, I, I think that's, that's awesome. The longer we have players like Boone on the ice, the better. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. Um, looking into the next game on Tuesday, Laura, what, what are some of the things that you would do? Who would you throw in as your starter? What are you looking forward to on Tuesday? Well, I think um, pretty sure Torts is going to continue in the tandem situation. I do believe he will start Corpy on Tuesday. Um, and I think that'll be, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really concerned. Like, I think that Corpy will be good. He has even won or lost, he, whatever he's played so far, he's had the same attitude and mentality. So 
Um, I think that he will be good to go. I want to see this same energy. I want to see this same, there's potential we're going to have some new faces um, in the lineup on Tuesday. And so I want to see this continued energy of we are a team. We are here to play. We all want to be here to play. And we are just as talented um, as everyone else in the league. And I think that's something that we don't always feel. Um, we feel sometimes when we go into a game that, oh, we're, you know, this is, we can't compete on this level. And that's just not true. And so I want to see that energy. I want to see, I want to see them loose and having fun. You know, we have two more games this week that are at home. So take advantage of that um, because Friday may be a little bit difficult for us when we immediately get on a plane um, after Thursday night's game to go to Chicago. So, um, yeah, just while we can keep that energy um, and just I like how Torts has been rolling the lines and getting some more some more movement out there and and seeing what we can do. So it's going to be, I think, an exciting day. Yeah, no, I agree. Now, here's the real question, though. I mean, we talk about, like, who would you start in net? And you talk about these new faces, but new faces can't come in without old faces coming out, right? So it's like you're looking at the addition of Miku Koivu and possibly Jack Roslovic in the lineup on Tuesday, and it's a matter of who do you take out, right? Like, I don't – is it Gerby and Stenland? Like, is that, like, the easiest way to go? Like, those are the two guys who have been on your taxi squad, and which makes sense because – Stenland was playing in uh, center ice uh, this afternoon. And so, you know, Koivu uh, cycles into his role. And, and similarly with, with Gerby. Um, now, granted, I don't know that the lines will remain the same if that happens, but that's kind of where I see it. Is that kind of where you see it as well? Yeah, I see. I mean, I know Torts is, you know, he's been a big fan of Stenland um, and his progress on the team. And this him moving back to the taxi squad has nothing to do with his abilities. Um, but I do think to try out these couple new faces, um, we need to sort of switch back over to the, you know, switch them back over to the taxi squad for now. Um, because I think sometimes, I think we all forget this. The Blue Jackets, we are not unfamiliar with <laughs> injuries and we're six games into the season I don't want to jump the gun and say that we're not going to have any this year like that's not possible so the taxi squad guys like I know that they know that I know that they they feel you know they're going to get utilized whether here or in Cleveland um so unfortunately yeah I think we pull Stenland and um Gerby off the line and <clears throat> bring in our couple new guys and then again we start having this this conversation I know we're going to talk about it more in our special episode but we're going to add a third a third face um to the team which is going to be a big deal and so that's going to shift shift some things around um to make room for him but yeah I think unfortunately those two those two fellows are going back just chilling on the taxi squad. Um, but what's your thoughts on when Torts is going to bring Bemstrom back out? Because he's currently sitting on the taxi squad. Uh, damn. I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, again, like with 
without getting too in in depth on it and like the transactions that happened today, I mean, you're losing one player in Pierre-Luc Dubois and you're adding two starters like Patrick Laine and Jack Roslovic who are going to be in the lineup. You're adding Miku Koivu into the lineup from the COVID protocol list. Um, so you're adding three players to your roster and Bemstrom has found his way onto the taxi squad here in the first few games, which I, it's hard because I want to say that it feels a little unfair, but then Gerby plays the way that he played today. And I know that we have our, our dilemmas with Gerby, but, um, but I mean, he, he plays well and I don't know. I mean, I think that's also going to have a lot to do with kind of where the identity of this team shifts to, because like, I don't see Nathan Gerby as, this offensive powerhouse is driving play offensively. I think he's a really good two-way forward who can forecheck really well and all five foot four of them or however the hell tall he is. Um, That's what the shirt says. Well, and so like, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's kind of like between those two players is who you're looking at. I think it's just going to depend on what direction the team goes in with the addition of the offensive prowess of Patrick Line and, We'll see. I mean, I um, I don't know. Like, I keep thinking in the back of my head that, like, something has to give in that. Um, because, like, I'm looking – like, you're going to have to take some – you're going to have to take somebody out. Like, yeah, that's already it's, in. It's weird for us, I think, over the course of the last few seasons, it's weird for us to be in this circumstance where – we have we have people that are good, definitely line worthy, and definitely would have been on lines in seasons past. But we don't have space for them because we have people who are actually better than them that need line space as well. So this feels like even in the short amount of time that I've been a fan, this feels odd for us to have this these possibilities and it's not an easy decision. Like I do not envy towards having to figure out, and I know it can be, it can be hard for especially our young guys who are really getting their feet wet in the NHL. And, but I think, I think they also all understand that this is such a different circumstance this season with it being shorter, with it being, you know, between being sent down to Cleveland full time or being on the taxi squad. Um, you know, there's a difference in that. So I hope yeah. that they still feel like, oh, okay, it's because we have to, you know, we have to swap in this, that, or the other thing. And I think that Torts has done a really good job over his tenure of making sure that whoever is on his team knows that we play as a team. Mm-hmm. You know, we very much so, it is a group effort. It has been, especially for the last few years and from what I know of you know the history of the franchise it is a team effort whatever goals this team has accomplished it has been as a whole um and so towards is always going to play the players that he thinks as a whole work best together yeah for sure I mean I to me I look at three players to be the possible player that gets sent down onto the taxi squad the issue is outside like of, outside of Stenland and Gerby yeah because we're gonna have to send somebody else Yes. Um, and and for me, like the three players are, and I'm not happy about saying any of these names, but it's Liam Foodie, Mikhail Grigorenko, and Eric Robinson. 
Yeah. It's one of those three. But the issue then becomes, you look at somebody like Mikhail Gregorenko, I'm pretty sure he's not waivers protected. And to be able to be assigned to the taxi squad, you have to go through waivers. And so somebody could claim him and we get nothing for it. And I really think that somebody might because his deal is really friendly and he does generate offense. So, I mean, I, I don't think he'd be the one. Um, foodie, I mean, Foodie doesn't deserve to be the one, but Foodie has the waiver protection. And so, like, there's a part of me that thinks is it Foodie that gets protected or that gets – you know, sent down. I don't think that that's fair. Like, I think the way he's played, I mean, and he plays decent minutes on the penalty kill. Mm. So I don't know. I have no idea what is going to happen. Yeah, it's a tough, I mean, we don't, and like you mentioned about the waivers, at this point, I also think that Yarmo is not in a position to lose anyone that's not of our choosing. Like, Correct. he's going to be careful about the waiver situation and sending you know who back and forth to the taxi squad or not but again it's like you said it's not it's not really fair to be like you know Liam Foodie and and Robinson you know well you're just like the safest people for us to possibly put on the taxi squad sorry um right you know and because it's almost it's it's almost like I kind of think about it when have you ever had those popsicles that are like a twin pop? You yes. know, there's two. Yeah, yeah. Sticks. Okay. So, you know, I have a sister who is two years younger than I am. So when we were kids, my mom would always break the popsicle apart. Well, sometimes it wasn't like we were both eating a popsicle, but the split wasn't always even. And my mom never really like adjusted for that. If she like really broke it off um in a super not equal way it was just kind of like how it was like that's just and that's kind of how I feel about um Liam Foodie and Eric Robinson is like you're getting this popsicle of the NHL you're you're gonna still have the popsicle but yours is gonna be broken and part of it may have fallen on the floor so you don't necessarily get as much popsicle as Cam Atkinson and Nick Foligno and Boone Jenner. I don't know if that analogy made any sense, but it made sense to me. But I followed you. It just it just doesn't feel fair. Um, but I'm hoping that the front office is having these conversations with the players and being like, "You are still a valuable member of this team." Right. Still figuring out what combination of valuable works the best. Um, and keeping those spirits high and reminding them that we still need them and we still want them to be passionate about being a Blue Jacket. I think once the AHL gets started, because our season doesn't start until um, the beginning of February, so, and I know that there's weird things about the taxi squad and they can't necessarily play in Cleveland at the same time, but I think once those opportunities are there, it's not going to be as evidence that certain guys aren't playing because they're still going to have the opportunity to potentially go to Cleveland if they need some time on the ice. Um, Yarmo has always been really good about that. Um, so yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, no, without a doubt. Uh, friend, we won. We did. We won. And by more ways. Than- I know. And by more than one and by, and in more than one way did we win. Absolutely. Today. And if y'all want to hear more about how we won in more than one way today, 
then you can check out the special edition of Objectively Speaking, which is also dropping tonight. Uh, hopefully like right after this one. So hopefully you'll have access to that immediately and you can listen and have a fun time with Laura and I. But of our big trade uh, news. Big old trade news, baby. Um, so thank y'all so much for tuning in this go around. We look forward to chatting with y'all. It's going to be a few days before we recap a game. It's going to be like the longest period of time since it's what three to sat two. Oh my God. Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. I'm sad. I know I've been getting used to this being a part the of my boys need a break. The boys need a break. They need to sleep in their beds for a couple of nights. They get tomorrow off, which I think is their first full off day since we started the season. Um, so I, I hope that they're all going to just lay in their beds until like noon mm -hmm. and, um, then go about their business. But yeah, they, they need an off day, but it'll be sad. Um, it'll be sad to have to wait till Tuesday. No doubt. All right, friend. Well, let's thank the nice folks for tuning into this episode and we can go and record that fun podcast, that fun episode, um, talking a little bit about the trade of the day. Columbus sending Pierre-Luc Dubois in a 2022 third round pick to the Winnipeg Jets for Patrick Laine and Jack Roslovic. Woo! All right, y'all. Take care, stay well, and we will talk with you soon. Bye.